Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called <gasps> Where Are the Children? It's no. not funny at all. Um, no, it's more that I think people are going to be excited that we're doing it. People all week, I could not get them off my back. No. Every day, people, like at two, two people every day. Yeah. Bugging, like, yeah. Two or three. Um, when are you, are you going to cover this? When are you going to cover this? Aren't you covering this? We didn't cover it last week because it wasn't on the Dateline app. And we both usually watch it sometimes live, but sometimes on the app. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't on the app yet because they were having to make some changes, I think, from when it aired to the next day. They had to pull some things and swap some things out. And so that wasn't up. And then today we tried to watch it. And then it wasn't on the app again. It was the Mankey episode from last night, which was so sad. And that's why we're not covering it. Oh, my goodness. But now good news is back. The correct episode with the update, with the arrest at the end. But I have not seen the update then. You didn't I tell have. me. It just happened. They just wrote me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. okay. It's like two sentences, but it's a good two seconds. And you did not tell me? It literally was 10 minutes ago that Dateline told me this. I was too busy eating two pieces of cheese with mustard <laughs> in between them because I'm trying to be low carb. So... That's what I was doing the last 10 minutes. I find that a reasonable excuse and you're forgiven. So thank you. Go ahead. Okay. So also the reason I'm having trouble with this title is because of Jonathan Van Ness and his series before, um, before Queer Eye was the Gay of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And he would go off on the, um, where are my dragons? Where oh. there was one episode where she kept screaming, like, where are my dragons? Where are my dragons? And so he would do it at the end of every episode. Where are my dragons? That's what I keep thinking of here. Oh, of that's, course, a, that's inappropriate. It is, because they're children. It, this episode aired on February 14th, 2020. It is season 28, episode 18. It's a Keith. It's a great Keith. Yeah. It's uh, a Keith investigative report. Period. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Like never before. He goes journalistic. He's driving a Jeep. Oh, yeah. He's on the beach. On the beach. He's, he, yeah. he's on the scene in mm-hmm. multiple locations mm-hmm. and like actually investigating the crime. He can go with Marsha Marshburn at this point. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Should already have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, there's a lot of stuff happening. You might, they, they tell us you might want to take notes. It, so And it's for real. I actually told my mom tonight because she was heading out when I was watching it. And she kept like stopping to listen on the way out the door. And I was like, get out of here. You can watch it later. And then when she came back, I said, I need to send Kimberly like an edible arrangement or at least at the very least a thank you note because the recap on this was hard. And I was really grateful to not be. It's not often that I'm grateful to not be doing it. So I want you to know you're seen. <laughs> I appreciate you. This was hard. It was a lot of moving parts and a lot of people. And I tried my best to write down names so you didn't have to. So <laughs> Thank you. We're going to see how well I do. We're also moving locations, a lot of different mm-hmm. states. So it started, they say it started, this is, we're actually jumping in in the middle of the story. Right. So the middle of the story happens at the beginning of the episode, this past November, Police go to Lori Daybell's house in Idaho, Mm -hmm. Rexburg, Idaho, which Mm -hmm. is where big things are happening, both in this world and in the next world. Rexburg is currently very important. It's the hub. 
Yeah. So uh, police go to her house to do a welfare check on her son, JJ. The grandparents haven't heard from him in three months. When they last FaceTimed him, they it seemed like he was being coached. He has special needs. They're super worried about him. Mm-hmm. So the police go to the door. Lori's brother, Alex, answers the door and says, JJ's out of town with his grandparents. And the police are like, uh, no, because they're the ones who called us. This is not the first or the last time that Alex will get a story wrong. Alex, we're going to leave you now, but we're not done with you. No. Katie and I will be returning. We'll be back. Don't go out of town. Yeah. We'll be back. We just haven't gotten to your part of your story yet. So we then meet these local reporters who are helping Keith <laughs> with this monster of a story. It is a hot dad and his 15-year-old redheaded nephew who's interning at the paper during the summer before his sophomore year. And they are on point. Is that true? Both. Was no. that his nephew? He just looks like he's he, he 12 looks years old. So a tale so con- so strange and convoluted, you might want to start taking notes. Yeah. This is when we find this out. Yeah. And Dateline actually on Twitter gave us a chart. Ooh. A very incomplete chart. What? Was missing a whole lot of people. <gasps> I was don't, unhappy with don't the Don't be rude. At least they gave us a chart. They took they the did, time. But then as you the episode goes on, you're like, well, they're not on the chart. I need them to be on the chart. They just couldn't fit in everybody Maybe on the chart. Maybe it's the start of a chart. The chart start. <laughs> you have to fill mm-hmm. in your own after that. They're giving mm-hmm. you the start of it, and then you're supposed to print it out at home and work on it. It's like <laughs> it's, homework. It's, it's, it's episode a homework, homework assignment. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to put it in your little trapper keeper. Yes. And go home and work on it. Yes. So Lori had married Charles Vallow. He had two sons already. This is her fourth marriage, which is never a red flag. Not even once has that been a red flag. She already has a daughter named Tylee. Charles Sorry, converted- he's her fourth marriage? Charles Correct. is the fourth? Correct. I'm, I miss that. Well, yeah. that throws me off completely. Why? What were you So expecting? when they say the first husband, are they talking about number one or the one before Charles? I think they're talking about the previous, i.e. number three. You mean is, Joe? Is, are they on the chart? Yeah. <laughs> no. They didn't, all the other exes are not on the chart. So there's like a little box with a question mark, box with a question mark, Joe Charles. I I could be wrong that Joe is number three. He could be number one or number two. Um, How many children does she have when she comes into the marriage with Charles? They make it sound like she has two, but we only hear about Tylee. I think she also has one more. It's possible. Who's the other one? Because who's the guy not on the- JJ. No, who's There's the guy? There's like on, a third. Who's the older boy, older than Tylee, that's on the internet? Right. He, we don't get to talk about. They don't so really they mention don't even, him by They name. don't mention him. Okay, so They we, say she had two kids before Tylee and this other older boy. I think what we are meant to believe is that she has two kids living at home with her. There may be more children out there in the world that are older or with daddy number one or daddy number two, but we don't, we don't get to talk about possible. them. I guess it's possible. Yeah, maybe. Well, there there must be because there's a a guy on the internet. No, I'm saying that's the older one and Tylee. Okay, so we don't meet JJ yet. So it's no, that's when she marries Joe. When she marries Charles, that's when JJ comes into the picture. I see. So there's two two children from Lori, two children from Charles. Now, just bear in mind here, we've both seen this episode, and this confusion is real. And we are about eleven minutes in, so we're hosed. But so yeah. there's two children. Sorry, Lori has two children. 
Charles has two children. Lori's two children at this point are Tylee and unknown boy number one. Yes, forget about him. He does not play into this story. Until the end when I do my extra content. Okay. Yeah. So Charles converts to Mormonism from Catholicism for Lori. And at this point, you're like, she's been divorced three times and she's a Mormon. Yeah, we're all thinking that. Okay. They lived in Phoenix. Lori had a friend named Echo with a under above under clavicle over boob tattoo of sea turtles running across her chest. I'm in it. I'm here for Let's it. Let's go. Echo says that Lori was a great mom. She was like the mom that all the other moms wanted to be like. Lori and Charles adopt Charles's great nephew who was autistic, JJ. Great nephew. Now if I could Poff, yes. Now, if I could possibly explain to you the number of tweets that the very patient Dateline producer had to do explaining to people how Charles and Lori were related to JJ that they adopted. It and was really, Kay and Larry, are they explaining it is that? It's a Rubik's Cube of family relations. So how, okay, can I try for it? And you sure. tell me if I'm right. Okay. Do you know the correct answer? Yeah. Okay. So Kay and Larry are Kay is Charles's sister. Mm-hmm. Am I correct so far? Yes. Kay is Charles's sister. Kay had a daughter. We don't think it's Larry's daughter. Kay had a daughter and the daughter had JJ. Son. Kay had a son, but it's not Larry's son. It is Kay's son from something else. I don't know if that is relevant. The, because the only re- reason I'm saying that is because they, she did not say our son. She said my son. Gotcha. So they said Kay's son had a had a child. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kay's son and daughter had a child, mm-hmm. but they didn't mm-hmm. say if it was daughter-in-law or son-in-law. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was close. They are JJ's grandparents because they keep saying they're JJ's grandparents. Kay and Larry are, but Kay Correct. and Larry are not the parents of Lori or Charles. No, they're Charles's sister and brother-in-law. Got it. And they and play a huge part in this JJ, episode. That makes JJ Charles's great, great nephew. Nephew. Okay. We never meet JJ's actual mommy or daddy. Correct. Okay. So JJ gets a support dog, which I was here for, but already my guard is up. My hair, my hat. Your hair? My hair. No, like the hackles. What expression am I trying to think of? I like hackles. Let's go with hackles. My something are raised. Your ire is up. Yeah. I'm all in a tizzy. I'm already like, if something happens to this dog. Oh. I will not survive this episode. Also, I don't know, but there is something special, and there's a special place in doggy heaven for service dogs to kids with autism. I'm just going to say that. I think that is so sweet. I love it. And I love it that they got him a dog. That's such a great thing. It's so great. Yes. Don't worry. They'll soon turn. So Charles and Lori and the family moved to Hawaii. Now we're switching states for the first time. Mm -hmm. Lori meets April, hot single MILF at the Mormon church. And they become friends. So who's moving to Hawaii? Is it just... Lori, Charles, Tylee, and JJ. And, JJ. and that's I'm not it. sure about the older son. April, hot MILF in Hawaii, likes Charles, likes Lori, thinks there's something off about Lori's brother, Alex. Remember yeah, right Alex? away. Right yeah, away. Right she away. She said it seemed like he was way too devoted to his sister. And you know what I'm thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking. She also said a little off, 
Which is, she's trying to be nice. You know he's way off. Way off. I'm also thinking Flowers in the Attic. So oh, definitely. I'm also, April, April and Lori became friends. I thought it was interesting because April was an unwed single mom. And so was Lori. And you're right, because it's super frowned upon, right? So they kind of befriended each other because they had had divorces. Right. Okay. They were this black sheep of the church. Yes. So April thinks that this Alex is odd, especially when Alex tells her very casually one day that he had tried to kill Lori's previous husband, Joe, which is, I guess, what you do when you're trying to impress your sister's hot new friend. But previous husband, Joe, had died of a heart attack before Alex could kill him. Okay? That's a... So... That's a weird conversation. Yeah. So after two years of being in Hawaii, Charles and Lori move back to Arizona My for God. Charles's work. We're what switching states on? again. Eight months later, April gets a call from Lori saying, I've just landed in Hawaii. I'm leaving Charles. I'm coming to stay at your house. So now we're back to Hawaii. Does it make a difference that they're on the island of Kauai? Have you ever been to Hawaii? Yes. So have you been to Kauai? Maybe. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. Remember. I just, is it like, is it significantly like a, is there anything special on that island? Is that like a majority it's LSD? It's significantly Mormon. Yes. It has ah. a, a higher majority of Mormons than other states in the country besides Utah. So. Thank you. Which I, thank you, Dateline producer. Thank you. So she shows up with Tylee and she seems manic. And no JJ. No JJ, I don't think. Saying She's saying to April, Charles is having an affair. He became violent. And April's like, that sounds nothing like Charles. And April says, well, he went on this business trip. So what I did was I canceled his return flight. And then I stole his truck from the airport. And then I took all this money from his business account. And April's like, he's the one who's changed? Because you sound cray right now. Yeah, that's not great. So Charles's parents had heard this story from Charles, how Lori had gone off the theological deep end, as Keith says. That's Charles's parents? Yes, Charles's parents. I think I confuse them a lot with Kay and Larry. Okay, all right. So Charles's parents say um, Lori's gone off the theological deep end. She's saying that she's a god, that she's a transformed Transformed? I don't know. I wrote down translated. I'm sure it was transformed. Hold on. Nope. I just wrote higher spiritual being is what I wrote. Sure. So, okay. She is there to save 144,000 people for the second coming of Christ, which is happening July 22nd, 2020. Mark your calendars. It's like Men in Black 4 is coming out and the second coming, July 2020. Keith's like, that's when the end is coming? He's very concerned when he's talking to Charles' parents. He's like, the 22nd? I got to change it. I had it on the 21st in my Blackberry. I would great if he would just started scrolling through his phone. It's like, this is no good. I'll be in Boca Raton. I I got to call Josh. Josh, you can't go on our our buddy trip. We got to postpone. So April had heard all of this from Lori, too, that she's a god now and that she's here to save all these people. And Lori is telling apparently everyone about this. 144,000 people. Yeah. They're pre-chosen? Yeah. They are ordained to go to heaven. And only those 144,000. Do they have a list? 
Well, I don't know if it's like cold calling or if it's yeah, like, that's what can my you question refer is. a friend? Can right. I just like sneak in a couple people? Because does it seem odd that April is on that list? Because she tells I, April because April's on the list. April says, well, Lori told me about this stuff with the gods and the 44,000 people. And where she's hearing all this is this new group of people that she's hanging out with. Um, this guy named Chad Daybell and a podcast group that... What? <laughs> how, how much do you wish that Keith had been like a podcast group? And they're here with us. And it had been Katie and I. I got, I'll get you a robe. We'll get like bright blue I need, robes. Need a robe 100%. And it'll say um, the 144,000. Yes. Okay. It'll say one out of the 144,000. And yours will say two out two of the, out of yeah, the okay. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Everyone gets a number. Okay. So this podcast group, much like our A Date with Dateline Facebook group, believes that the end of times are coming and they are all part of the 144,000 that are ordained to survive. All, our podcast group believes it's 145,000, but it's just a, a translation of the text that was a little different and they had to add Sarah Koenig after the first season of Serial. So, and any other podcast gods out there had to be added, of course. We do so, not have 144,000 listeners. No. I just want to point that out. No. We're we're still um, recruiting, yeah. so to speak. So spots are open. Get in survive. there. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. End of the world. July. What are you doing in July? Come on. Come with us. So Lori tells April, I have great news. This is big. April, I know you're a single mom and all. The church, sometimes people are judgy. I'm not judging you. In fact, you are one of the 144,000 people. And I'm here to gather you. And she's gathering people. Yeah. And April's like, hmm, huh. yeah. Um, can I give you a soft maybe on that? <laughs> like, I'm not sure what I'm doing in July. The kids are, you know, they want to go to summer camp. Could it be in September when they go back to school? That would work better uh, for me. The best is she's like, I said, I don't think I am. Yeah. I don't think I am one. I know. I'm going to pass on the gathering if that's a, if that's cool. Can we All still right. be friends if I pass on the gathering? Um, she doesn't want to be friends with her. Come on. She's like, <laughs> she's, no. I think, I think she did and now she does not. This yeah. is like the epitome of you've changed. That conversation. Yes, 100%. This is like, yeah, this is that conversation, yes. but in a very yes. real way. So the, my favorite part here of this segment is that Keith takes the moment to say to April, you have been a member of the LDS church for your whole life, correct? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, and this isn't like what you guys <laughs> believe in, right? And Keith. I wanted him to say like, because I saw Book of Mormon when it was in LA and I, you know, I have some questions. I'm not judging. I know all religions believe strange things. Just want to make sure. Um, interestingly enough, people on Twitter pointed out that it is in the Bible. There is stuff about 144,000 people. In Revelations. Yes. Yeah. But, and that Jehovah's Witnesses are the ones that believe very strongly about this second coming with the 144,000 people. I'm, uh, when do they mention July 20, 22nd, 2020? When's that mentioned? I don't know. It has to be in... You know those people who are always tra like reading the ancient runes and are like, well, now it says this date. And then when it passes, they're on the news going, well, we, we misread the text. And it's actually in two months that it's going to happen. They're always changing their dates. Do you um, plan on maybe just in case on July 21st, like maybe we should... Go to Disneyland? 
do something. I don't know. Leave the house. You I don't would want feel your, like stay in the house. No, but your last day on earth, you need to go and like see something. Like maybe we should be driving to the Grand Canyon. And then what maybe if on we the just 22nd, go to the mall and get a we'll soft pretzel? Throw ourselves in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we see the apocalypse coming, which I don't know what it looks like. A cloud? I don't know. Are we Do going to hold hands like like uh, yeah. uh, Thelma and Louise? Yes. And jump in? Yeah, or we can scooter off. We can get met, like the rent a scooters and just rent the scooters and go yeah. right off the edge. Knowing <laughs> me, good. I will fall and sprain my right. ankle no, we'll right just before get I fall in. Yeah. No, yeah, it's the, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. So um, April's like, okay, this is odd. Um, also, Tylee is at the house staying at April's and she's sleeping all the time. Which I thought was really weird. I thought she was like being drugged or something. That's what I thought too. I thought that too. They mentioned it briefly and I was like, wait a minute, what? Go back to that. Go back to that. Ask more questions. Okay. So April says that Lori had become fascinated by death, that she thought that death was just like walking from one room to the next, which made me think that being reincarnated is like when you walk into the living room to get your cell phone, but you forgot why you walked in there. So you go back to the kitchen and then you remember that it was your cell phone and then you go back to the living room. Or is it like going into one room and then... I think you have to physically change going, a little bit. So I think it's more like you go from the inside where makeover. it's dry into the rain. So like you're dry inside and then you walk outside in rain and then you're a drowned rat. And then you walk back inside. And then you walk back inside, but then you're not instantly dry. So that doesn't work either. Hmm. You're slightly different though. You have been right. altered. <sighs> but you're in the same room. Okay. Okay. I don't think people are walking back and forth between death and life, though. I don't think they're they're doing a... But isn't that kind of what reincarnation is? Or is it just like life, life, life? You're never dying in between. I think it's, it's... just a cycle of lives. Oh, so you die for like a second. And then you're immediately reborn into a cricket. And then you're, you're a cricket until the cricket dies. Then to... you're a dog. Then you're a right. cheetah. So she says that here's the kicker. She's telling April, Charles is dead. And April's like, Charles, your husband is dead? She's like, yeah, there's a demon living inside him. So I just wanted to say to Lori that, you know what? My dad had a demon living inside of him in the 90s. (laughs) And my parents got through it. They made it work. A little couples therapy and an exorcism. It's not like your marriage has to be over. But Lori just gets divorced every five seconds. She's like, when she goes through her divorces, she's like, number one, left his socks on the floor. Number two, had a demon inside of him. Number three, (laughs) we just drifted apart. Number four, the demon thing again. (laughs) So she says, well, you know what, April? He's not actually dead, dead. But I'm going to be getting a phone call any day now that he'll have died. So that's not weird. So, I, what would you do? And this woman's staying in your house with her daughter. In your house. And you're you like, call on child, my phone call? On my call, phone? It's going to come in? That but he do, died? You, do you call Child Protective? Are you like... But also, I would be seriously worried. I don't know what the LDS belief is on like mental health. I'm assuming mm. it's not sacrilegious to go to... I know that the seven-day Adventists, you can't go... Like hospitals are not... Right, right. No doctors. But I don't think LDS has anything against seeing a professional for help, right? I don't honestly know. That's a good question. Because this, I would be like, Kimberly, we have several Mormon listeners that will fill us in. Will fill us in because if you came to me and told me this, I like, would be like, you need help. We have to. I have to call someone because yeah. something's wrong. Because this seems like a, a, a flip has been switched. Yeah. yeah, she was never like this before. 
Right. So this seems way out of character. So I just don't know why. I'm I'm curious about why the friend didn't decide to maybe throw up some flags. Yeah. Or at least I don't know Charles. what do you do. You can't commit someone if they're just living in your house and they're you an ca- adult. But you call Charles and say, what's going on here? Is this a pattern right. of behavior? Has this been getting worse? Is she in danger right. to herself or to anyone else? Are right. you in danger? And Charles would be like, yes, all of the above. Correct. So Charles has filed for divorce. And Lori told him that I'm going to murder you and angels will dispose of your body. Oh, my sweet Lord. Again. Which I thought was really nice of them because usually the angels are just like whispering in your ear telling you what to do, but they're not getting in there doing the heavy lifting. Right. They're not like Johnny Vegas, the fixer, who will help. Remember Johnny Vegas? Oh, yeah. Like He's an angel of a different Bringing sort. rich guys prostitutes and hiding bodies, doing the what? Lord's work. What does that even mean? What does it mean that the angels will dispose of the body? Like he, like was what I'm thinking is he'll turn all he'll turn all sparkly and just like disappear into the atmosphere. But that's not going to happen. I thought it was more physical. Like they are going to be like, oh, on three guys, one, two, like lift the body, put it no. in a truck, drive out to the desert, dig a hole. I think that it. they have superhuman strength. So I think they'd come in in like suits. And they'd look like normal people, but their skin would be like vampire skin where it's all bright, like Edward Cullen or whatever his name is. Yeah, you know that Twilight is not like traditional vampire lore. Are you asking me if I know? You're asking me if I know that? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm taking from both. I am well aware. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the wannabe goth You're princess. You're like sparkling like Edward. But I was saying for angels, they would be sparkling like that. And so then... It makes more sense for angels to sparkle like that than vampires, heads up, Twilight fans. And then they'd come and it would take no effort to lift the body and they'd just silently walk him out and you'd never see him again. Or they'd have capes on and they'd just envelop him and when they <gasps> unfurled their capes, he would He's be gone. gone. And then they would leave the house. That's good. Those angels are like Chris Angel. They're doing... Yeah, they are. They're Magic. Magic. So Keith is listening to this and so utterly fascinated. Oh, yeah. But also confused. Confusion, fascination, it's a a fine line. And Keith's face is showing all of these emotions. And also she got nothing in the divorce right because they say that this, that actual sentence was in the divorce papers. So like she walked away with nothing. I mean, no judge is going to be like, you get alimony. That's a good point. I don't know. So I don't think I don't think the divorce the divorce was never finalized though. Why so that? something happens. So it does. Um, two months into her stay, where she's with April, Lori vanishes from Hawaii. So now she's gone. April thinks that she must have gone home to reconcile with Charles, and Keith says, "But you were very wrong." which I do want to add to the bingo cards because Mank has done it in the past two episodes. Yeah. He'll, like someone will say, I thought everything was, was fine. And he'll say, but you were wrong, but you were weren't wrong, you? weren't you? Yeah, okay, I think that's a great ad. Good they job. They love saying that. Yeah. So now it is July 11th, 2019. A 911 call comes in from a gated community in Phoenix. The caller says he got into a fight with his brother-in-law and shot him very calmly. The police come in and the caller is sitting on the curb with his sunglasses on his head. The visual is so funny to me because sitting on the curb is like what a little kid does when their mom forgets to pick them up after school. And he's sitting there like, I just murdered somebody. 
Uh-uh. Mom's yeah. going to be so mad at me. The victim inside the house is Lori's husband, Charles. Uh-huh. The shooter, Lori's brother, Alex. Who bam, is not chicka, an bam, angel. Bam. Oh, yeah. No. Jeez. <laughs> He's not an angel because he did not dispose of the body. The body's no, he inside did the house. So he says he took that Lori took the kids out of the house. And while they were gone, Charles came at him and he had to shoot him to defend himself. We're seeing all this on police cam. While he's talking to the police, Lori comes home. She's even chiller than Alex is. Wow. Sunglasses. She's super relaxed. She tells the police a very different story. Again, with Alex getting the stories wrong. How hard? Couldn't you just just get your story straight? Get the story straight. They're so different. It's like they didn't think to do that because God would protect them. I have no idea. All right. (laughs) We don't have to think or do our research or homework. No. So she tells police that she had been at home when the shooting happened, but she needed to take JJ to school. So that's where she was just now. What? He's like, he's like nine. Does, is he taking the SATs? Does he have midterms? He can be late that day. His dad just got shot. His dad just got shot. His new dad, his stepdad. I don't get, I don't know. No, his real dad, because that's the only dad JJ's known, really, besides his grandparents. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but here, but you have to go to school because you're studying circles, sharks, circles. What are you studying at that age? You're studying shapes today, so you can't miss that. I don't understand why she took him to school. That just blew my mind. Okay, so she's laughing with the cops. Full on laughing. She's saying, well, there's not a lot of furniture in the house. We just moved in like three weeks ago that we haven't even met the neighbors yet. So it's kind of funny. It's like, ha ha, hi neighbors. Sorry about all this. Her hair's also- moving trucks and murder murder? going on. Her hair's also perfectly curled. Suspicious. When was Mm -hmm. that done? Mm Mm-hmm. So Lori says Charles and her were separated- Charles had come over to take JJ to school and Lori had started snooping through his phone and Charles caught her and he flipped out. He starts yelling at her. Tylee heard them yelling, came out with a baseball bat and Charles had grabbed the baseball bat, hit Alex on the head with it like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon and Alex grabbed his gun and shot Charles in self-defense. Now bear in mind, Alex is sitting on the stoop on the curb, wiping the back of his head, like, repeatedly to show how injured he is. Correct. If he had actually been hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat, he wouldn't be just sitting there with, like, the tiniest bit of blood on the back of his head. I think he would have been knocked out if he'd been hit on the back of the head. 100%. So he's not able to go and get his gun, as previously thought. That's true. The police also mentioned that Charles was, like, a ball player in college or something. And a very well-fit man. Yeah. So the police say that Tylee was a little odd to them, like too composed, that she said... um, Yeah, yeah. She said, in retrospect, I shouldn't have gotten the bat. And she's like 16 at this point. I have a feeling you you were pretty well-spoken at 16. You might have said in retrospect. (laughs) I don't know. You might have because you thought you were British. But I don't know if I would have. That's... I don't know. It's just strange. It's too composed. It's too composed. And it reminds me of in the beginning when we said that JJ had sounded like coached 
when his pa- right. when his grandparents had FaceTimed him. Interesting. Okay. So Lori is smiling and talking to the cops about how Tylee's going to go on to college soon and, you know, everything's Yeah, they said in the car fun. right back from the station that it's just like, nothing's a problem. Um, blah, yep. blah, blah, and like, oh, and she's going to go to BYU in Hawaii, which I yeah. didn't know there was a BYU in Hawaii. So There's there we go. There's apparently BYUs all over. I so, didn't know that. I know. I learned a lot in this episode. So later that afternoon, instead of you know, the morning, um, Lori throws a pool party. Guys, guys. You know what? Let's not judge, Katie, because she had obviously gone to Costco. She had gotten those giant veggie trays with the ranch dressing, and she doesn't want it to go bad. She might as well throw the party. Because she was planning the party anyway, so let's let the party go on. It's Charles what Charles would, would want have wanted. It. Yeah. Sure. Or was it an impromptu pool party? Like, my husband just died. Let's invite the neighbors over. I thought it was totally impromptu. You know what? It would make it up to the neighbors about having all the police cars there earlier in the day. I know yeah. I scared you guys all with, you know, the husband dying and all. Do you want to come over, take a dip in the pool? Come on over. I have some tri-tips. I've got <laughs> I've got salmon rolls. Do I'll you... whip something together. My, yeah. We'll do some Mai Tais or Margar- Marks. Do you want they Marks? They don't drink. They're LDS. Oh, Virgin Marks? Virgin Marks. Here we go. Perfect. We'll put on some music. It'll be fun. The kids, yeah. we have a little slide. It'll be a great time. Yeah. Do you guys like Jimmy Buffett? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the reporter is saying to Keith, I don't know if this is normal behavior. Actually, Come on. scratch that. I know that this is not normal behavior. Yeah, there we go. And then the next day, Lori sends a text which is the way to communicate official news of death. Oh, wow. To Charles's sons from the previous marriage, that their dad is dead. The next day, pool party first, Yeah. next day text. Virgin Marks first. Yeah. Not a phone call because she's trying to save her minutes or whatever. She needs to get a better phone plan because not good to text. She says, hi, boys, period. I have very sad news. Your dad passed away yesterday. I'm working on making arrangements. And I'm, I'll am i keep you informed with what's going on. Because oh that's what they're thinking about is the arrangements yeah. at that moment. Right. Um, I'm still not sure how to handle things. Just want you to know that I love you and so did your dad. Two exclamation points and a heart emoji. In a text. In a text. Yeah. Keith the is- next day. Done. Like, I honestly have not seen Keith this done since maybe um, flying, sweet flying F. F. Yeah. Like, he's done with Lori. Yeah. So this was where I was like, why are Lori and the brother at least looked into at this point for this murder? The police seemed to take everything at face value. Alex had told people that he had tried to kill her previous husband before he mysteriously died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Alex had said Lori wasn't in the house, and then she said she was in the house. So right. they lied to the police. And it looks like he's lying about being hit in the head with the baseball bat, too. So... I had a thought about that, though. I don't... I think the, the being hit in the head with the baseball bat and all that self-defense stuff is bad. But I think that the police may have understood that Alex was lying to protect the kids and his sister. So right, saying so they, they were out of the house, right? I think that they were like, okay, well, he's just an idiot, was trying to do this thing. 
for his sister. And so maybe they didn't read into it as much at the time because of that. Wouldn't the pool party just right away go? I don't think they knew. I think this is all information that came out after. Yeah, Although maybe. I would hope that the police maybe would have drove, driven by and seen it, but I don't know. Seen all those what, noodles? Right, The exactly. noodles waving yeah. over the fence. And they're like, I see noodles flying. <laughs> I smell barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going on. Something's on the grill um, there. What if they yeah. just popped in? They like, just, hey, yeah. guys, what are you cooking? What Can you I doing? Have some? Yeah. Um, so two months later, Two months later, mm-hmm. Lori, which is actually a long time for her, we will for find her, out. Two months is two wow. months is a long time that she waited. She was a <sighs> grieving widow. She mm-hmm. takes the kids and moves to Idaho to be near this podcasting guy, Chad Daybell, which my computer kept correcting as Daybed. So <laughs> Lester goes to commercial and he says, What's you know, what's gonna happen next? Are the end times near? And I thought that was really funny, Lester. Um, Lori had started to change when she had met this Chad guy. And we get to meet an LDS missionary friend of Chad who said that Chad, actually a few of them, who say that Chad was very respected. He was like the best of all of them. They thought he was special and he drew people to him. He went on to BYU. He married a woman named Tammy, who he called his soulmate. Then he took a job being in charge of the local cemetery where he had instances or incidences, regardless, with a ghost that lived at the cemetery who was a locksmith Mm -hmm. named Eddie. Ghost thief. Ghosts are named Chauncey or nothing at all. Oh, well, this one's named Eddie, so hate to disappoint. Chauncey lives in the nursery. Eddie lives in the cemetery. Eddie is like the name of like a mechanic or like not a ghost. They all should have Victorian names, I feel like. Oh, sorry. Like what? (laughs) Rupert? Yes. Okay. Yes, Rupert. So he told Eddie because he has a way with the ghosts and like people listen to him. So he figures ghosts listen to him too. And he has a way of moving people. He says, Eddie... You've Hmm. got to cut it out with these hijinks because Eddie is, you know, being like peeves, causing mischief all over the cemetery. What's he doing? He's opening up the shed with the backhoe in it. It's some sort of like, okay, he's going to steal the backhoe. He keeps unlocking the shed. Well, he was a locksmith. So, oh my sweet lord! All right, or did did I just make that up? Because no, someone you on Twitter didn't. said locksmith. He really no, was he, a locksmith, he was right? In his life, in his life when he was alive, yes. So, um. He tells Eddie, you know, cut it out, and it worked. And Chad Daybell's enamored friends, his missionary friends, are telling us this story. Yeah. Who are these friends? These friends are like old friends. They've known him for a long time. Yeah. They didn't think that this was weird, the cemetery thing? Like, why do we care about this? Why do we care about this story? I feel... Well, I care because it's hilarious. It is, but... Um, I think... Dateline wants us to care because they think it's leaning, it's Chad leaning towards some unorthodox beliefs that he has about himself being connected to the other world or God. Me, I think if you believe in religion and believe in God, then it's not that big of a stretch to believe in ghosts and things like that. But Hmm. so I don't think it's that weird that you would think that, but I think it's kind of cocky to think that you could just tell a ghost to go away and it would. Well, I think that's it, more telling to me about the story. 
I see. Okay. I just didn't understand why they told it. And I didn't know if it was like something that was kind of an affront to the Mormon church, because you're not really supposed to believe in ghosts. I think they find it delightful. I don't. Is that true that you're not really supposed to believe in ghosts? In every church that I've been to, you don't believe in that stuff. But they say the Holy Spirit. That's actually a spirit, Mm. huh? Not ghost. I cannot get into the dichotomy of these (laughs) things. But I will tell you that you didn't believe in ghosts. But you can believe in angels, right? Again, I cannot go into why this okay. makes See, any sense. To me, sense. It make, that makes zero sense. I think it, you should it just makes believe zero in all sense. of it or none of it. Well, I'll, I'll make some calls and tell them what you said. <laughs> but I don't know if they're going to change their mind. So uh, don't get me started on 90 Day Fiance and the aliens, too. Oh, so. boy. But can the LDS church or our Mormon listeners tell us that specifically? Like, Sure. Are, yeah, is, I would love to know that. Is believing in ghosts like something common or right. is it something that's no, right. no? Okay. It didn't seem to me like the friends were um, offended by the story. It seemed to me like they thought it was badass that he was able to tell this ghost to go away and he listened. And it did. Yeah. Did you think it was? You, Kimberly? Did you think No, that I didn't that believe was... him. Okay. Um, so Eddie um stopped haunting. Yay, everything's good. Great. Keith now has his hands on his chin. His hands have moved now. Yeah. To he always when he has his hands on his chin doing the thinker pose, mm-hmm. it's like it means something. It's so, delightful. Yeah. Chad started to have more out-of-body experiences. There was like this thing in the ocean. He started to feel like he was being called to from by like previous ancestors telling him that he was meant for great things so he started writing he started publishing his own books from his own publishing company which were very recently on amazon but have been taken off i believe oh um they show the books living on the edge of heaven yep um the celestial city yeah aka rexburg (laughs) idaho i guess Um, i know one foot in the grave. Oh, Eddie. Which I think is the tale of Eddie. I think it should be yeah. semi or colon Eddie's tale. Right. The key ghost to thief. Eddie. Colon ghost thief. Oh, yeah. Yes. The, key the key to key. Eddie. Right. Okay. That's good. And then this was the weirdest one. This book is laying on its side and I had to keep rewinding to see what it said because it was in cursive. Mm-hmm. It said Doug's Dilemma. Oh, wow. Which I think was whether or not to ask for a promotion at work. No. Whether or not he can have multiple wives. Should he switch to a low-carb diet? (laughs) Are sandals okay with socks? (laughs) I mean, we all have these dilemmas every day. These are huge questions. Yeah. So Chad and Tammy eventually have five children. And they moved to Rexburg, Ohio, or Idaho, because that's where the saints were going to survive the second coming of Christ. Is that really why they moved there? Yes. Yes. And someone on Twitter was very funny. They're like, it's sure lucky that um, his visions took him to somewhere so close to him and not to like Indonesia or something. Yeah, exactly. They were like, it happens to be nearby in Rexburg, Idaho. How convenient. Yeah. So he starts this podcast where he's talking about all this. And they show this thing that it says the chip. And it's an x-ray of a hand, and there's, like, it looks like a metal piece in the hand, in an x-ray. And so I'm thinking, I don't know what this is about, and I didn't do any research, but I feel like he thinks people are, like, in-chipped with something, or they're going to be, and it's going to go in your hand. I don't know. So this is Uh, something that maybe is part of the gathering. We need to gather you to chip you. 
because you're oh. one of the 144,000. Because how else will the second Jesus know that you are one of the 144,000 unless you have a chip in you? Right. He won't know just by looking and you can't he won't. trick. What if you have a twin and your twin is not chosen or gathered, right. but you right. were? You right. can't just pull a switcheroo. No, you like can't. Parent trap. You can't parent trap Jesus. Right. <laughs> so, the, so he's doing this podcast and that's where he meets Lori. What's the podcast? Um, I can't remember what the title is. It's something about heaven or. Is it? Okay, the I was Lord, trying to figure it out. Okay, I th- it's not preparing. It's not the preparing people or whatever. It could have been. Okay. Preparing people podcast. No, That's I mean, th- there's a YouTube thing. So I'm trying to figure out if it's the same thing as the podcast. Okay. Well, is it Chad? It was YouTube a bunch thing? of people. No, it's a bunch of people. It's called... What, are they on. in Idaho? Preparing a people. Oh, let's just say Chad Daybell podcast. Eyes open. Oh, boy. That might be what it's called. Unsure. Yeah, no, Preparing a People Podcast Network. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's something. That, okay, is it still up? Uh, I think they pulled it. Yeah, I'm not going to recommend. I, like, know that, I know that Amazon pulled his books, so I'm yeah, not Yeah, and sure. there was a media company. Oh, that, no, they didn't pull it because someone on Twitter found it, and they were play, posting episodes. Oh. I didn't listen. Okay. So this is where he meets Lori. She is all in. She believes everything he's saying, and she gets super involved. After Charles dies, she moves to Rexburg with the kids so that she can be nearer to Chad. Now, back in Arizona, she had a niece that had also gotten into Chad's teachings, and she wanted to move to Rexburg. But her husband did not want to move to Rexburg, and they also had like four kids. Wait, who's this? This, this is, is Melanie. Melanie and Brandon. So one day, the niece's husband, Brandon, right. is shot. He calls 911. He's been shot at by why he, what he thought was a paint gun because it had a silencer on it. They'd shattered the window of his Tesla. Now, Oof. I do not, again, I feel bad because I made fun of someone in a previous episode about saying Tesla too much. But why do they have to say that it's a Tesla? But I think, again, it makes like it more poignant, like they shot the Tesla. I don't know. it's so expensive. Yeah, kind of. They're, they're really expensive, like a lot more than a normal car. It would be yeah. like if you had a Lamborghini and they shot the Lamborghini. You wouldn't say they shot my car and then they show it and it's a Lamborghini mm. and you're like, oh. So I see. that's kind of what oh, I'm that's, I could. That's a good point. I could see that. Yeah. But if it's a Toyota, they're not going to be like... They shot his Toyota. No, they, they shot the Corolla. Yeah, no, they're not doing yeah. that. They don't care. So the niece, the niece's husband is shot at, but he survives. This PI gets involved in the case. Yeah. And he is right away confused by all the characters in this story. Yeah. To which I say, welcome to the club, buddy. Yeah, he there's says, a list. Yeah, he says, it. the people on Twitter that were making the list so funny because it would be like, Chad, Lori, Tylee, JJ, Grandma, Grandpa, the demon that's inside of Charles. Like, <laughs> so many characters you have. So many. So the PI says it was like hitting me with a fire hose? Because I guess that's an expression? No, I think that that's just an unfortunate. Like, I feel like I could very quickly say something like that in an interview and then later be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like, it's not quite kissing a dead dog on the side of the road, but it is like that. Dang it. 
Like, he didn't mean that. It's just, like, it's not the And then right. you go home, and Oliver's no. like, did you say right. anything weird? Did you say the fire hose And I'm thing? like, no. And then I think of it later that night, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, I the, said fire the fire hose. hose. Yeah. And then I <laughs> try to frantically call and be like, can you take out the part with the fire hose? And they're like, you don't control this. And I'm like, are you sure? I'll give you $25. No. Try to bribe my way out of it. A, maybe it's an expression, though. I haven't heard it. Well, you know what? You thought that El Torito was just here. And it's not, I mean, or not is nationwide. And a yeah. bunch of people were like, I've never heard of it because it's only here and in a few other states. So Did you just have to slip that in that I was wrong about El Torito. No, I'm just saying it's the opposite here. Like maybe we think because it's, we haven't heard of it that it's not an expression, but maybe it's that it's. There's a very good chance. It is. And it, maybe it's like a, um, a colloquial colloquialism ex- yeah. of a certain region that we are not in. Idaho. So. I've never been to Idaho. Yeah, Idaho, I don't know. So there we go. <laughs> we did it. I don't know. So the husband recognized the Jeep that shot at him. It was the Jeep that belonged to Charles, who by now is dead. So the- how does he know Charles? They know each other well, kind of? Through, yeah, apparently that's what was funny. They even pointed out they're like, they had spent lots of time together because he had spent lots of time with Lori his wife's aunt. And he's probably just as annoyed with Melanie and is thinking about divorcing her because she's really into this thing. And so, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So he says, I think it was Alex, Lori's brother, driving the Jeep and shooting at me. So now Alex is driving Charles's Jeep after he shot him, which is very nice. Oh my gosh. And he's sure that his wife, Melanie, was involved somehow. So he and the four kids go into hiding. Good. Smart. The, the, finally, someone smart. That's smart. So the husband, and I, I'm thinking of another episode that we just covered <laughs> more when I say, why didn't you go into hiding? Right. Um, not like there are other people in this episode who weren't that smart. Yeah. Um, so the PI goes to Melanie's house and he finds her and Alex dumping her kids' things and beds and toys out at on the Melanie's curb. house or at Lori's house? Melanie's house. Melanie's dumping her own children's things out on Correcto the curb. Correctamundo, because oh. she's not going to need them anymore because she's now moving to Rexburg. Man, I got that totally wrong. Wow, that's creepy. Okay. All yeah, right. she's done with her kids. She's done with her husband, even though he didn't actually get shot. And she is moving to okay. Rexburg. All right. Just a week later, Tammy, who is Chad's wife, posted online Something weird happened. A guy wearing a ski mask came up to my car with a paintball gun, and he shot at me several times. My God, that's, that's not more weird. Than weird. That's not weird. It's cause for alarm. It's Serious scary. alarm. Yes. Be very concerned. Yeah. Also, what the freak is wrong with Alex? That is two people he has shot at and missed that is in the past week. That is my question exactly. He is a terrible marksman. I mean, he got Charles, but he did not get but the Charles other But Charles was like in the living room right in front of him. He, was yeah, he shooting true. from far away? Because it doesn't sound like he was that far away from, I don't know. Maybe don't it's know. hard with the windows. Does the window make the bullet ricochet? Doesn't it just go straight through and hit the person? I don't know enough. I don't know. Alex. So 10 days later, Tammy goes to sleep and never wakes up. My God. So this is now within a two-week period, Melanie's husband shot, Tammy is shot at, and then Tammy just dies mysteriously oh in her sleep. I literally cannot keep track of the body count. 
No. So the police bury her here. Her. They're like, nothing suspicious here. It's fine. And 14 days later, remember when we said that like a month was a long time for Lori to wait? Correct. Chad doesn't have a problem waiting that long. Nah, 14 days after they, after Tammy dies, Chad marries Lori on a beach in Kauai. Totally respectable amount of time. One week, too soon. But two weeks, fine. Absolutely fine. So also, how are they affording all these trips? Yeah, no, I have a lot of questions. I do have some information on that. Do they have like a ton of miles on their credit cards? No. Is it life insurance from all these husbands? It is life insurance from specifically one Mm. woman. One woman, Tammy. Yeah. Yeah, he got life insurance. Yeah, he got almost half a million dollars. Yeah. Still, I had the same question. Half a million does not go that far when you're like traveling back and forth and living in Hawaii. Yeah, it does. But, but then this, no, time has passed. So they're blowing through it, but they're not going to blow through it that fast. Well, they probably won't blow through it before the end of days, which is in right. Like six they only months. think they have a little bit of time. So they're like, we can't take it with us, literally, <laughs> spend it. Private jets. Yeah. So Charles and Lori return to from their honeymoon in Hawaii to Rexburg. They do? Yes. This is when the okay. kids go missing. I see. And this is when JJ's grandparents have been trying to get a hold of him and can't reach him. They didn't even know that Lori had moved the kids to Idaho. Like, she had not even Good told God. them that. Yeah. So Charles's sister logs in to Charles's email. Smart. Very smart. She sees an Amazon order going to Rexburg, which is how she got their address there. Wow. So not only did Lori kill her husband, she is using his Amazon account. Rude. I bet she's using Tammy's HBO Go password. Rude. No respect for the dead. No. So the sister calls police, says, please go out there, do a welfare check. It takes them several weeks. Yeah, I'm not into that. I don't know to why. To the welfare check. No, why? Clearly the holdup was that the cops got hooked on best fiends and they were stuck on level 33 like I was and they were unwilling to go do their jobs until they finished it. I think that's reasonable to expect. I understand because I got stuck on level 33 for a bit, but when I completed it, it felt really good. Oh, yeah. Because I had earned it. Yeah. Um, Best fiends is the perfect mobile game puzzle game for true crime lovers who need to perhaps take a break from all the murder with a matching game with cute little bugs. Or maybe you just play the game whilst listening to disturbing Netflix documentaries. So you're simultaneously indulging your true crime passion and cleansing your palate with best fiends at the same time. I like it. It is a puzzle matching game. A good puzzle matching game is the perfect balance of challenging your brain, but also casual enough so you're not sweating and your heart is racing and you're really nervous as you're playing. Yeah. Like I sometimes get when I'm playing. Right. It's the perfect balance and it's definitely relaxing, but also engaging at the same time. Hmm. I started playing last week. I'm already on level 60. Whoa. Show off. No big deal. Show off. Number (laughs) one. No, no, no big deal. Um, (laughs) I'm not really proud or anything. I played for like 20 minutes at a time when I'm like laying on the couch trying to digest my dinner. Or I played the other day when I was in line at the um, post office mailing a mug for to a Patreon in New Zealand, which I am sure is going to come back cracked because two of the other ones that I mailed came back cracked. So, um, 
I'm going to get to go to the post office again and play more Best Fiends. So I'm pretty excited about it. There you go. It doesn't require internet to play, so it's great for playing when you're out and about. I love the characters. Even though they're bugs, I'm not a bug person. I'm scared of bugs. These bugs Mm -hmm. are kind of adorable. They're really cute, and they have personality, and you keep collecting different ones, and they each have different powers. So speaking of powers, we're going to get to somebody else in this episode who has some powers. You use the different bugs to kill different slugs on different levels. So you use them strategically because each slug has different powers. So trust me, when you play it, you'll understand. You can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's Fiends. It's friends without the R. Best (laughs) Fiends. And also, let me know if you're playing and if you download it and start, like, tweet me with it and tell me what level you're at so we can kind of compare and compete and see what characters we have. I think it'd be really fun if we're all playing together. Would it be fun? Don't you want to join us, Katie? Oh, I don't want to compete with you at all. Good luck on that, guys. I'll probably play by myself. (laughs) Thank you, Best Fiends. Thank you, Best Fiends. So the police finally go to JJ's house after they've gotten through level 33, and oh it's been several weeks. Um, it, there's only a children that's at stake. It's fine. Like, Good Lord. We don't have to go right away. So JJ's not at home, and Lori tells the police that he's staying with a friend. And the police call the friend, and the friend's like, nope, not with us. So the next day... The police go back to the house to see Lori. Guess what? Next day, Lori and Chad are gone. I can't even, but like... Couldn't the police have gone back that same night? Made the phone call from the car? Right. And then then gone gone right right back back in? Yeah, I... Exactly. I agree. Agreed. So, three weeks later, again, not sure why this timeline, the Rexburg police puts out a press release asking people to help them find these children. Tylee and JJ that are missing. Again, the holdup, probably Best Fiends related. Totally worth it. So police are now looking back. They're seeing all this that's going on and they start to go backwards and starting to look at other cases. So they start to look at Tammy's death. Tammy was a school librarian and they even say, who doesn't love the school librarian? Which I thought was hilarious. Oh, Because I don't feel like that's actually necessarily true. Would you say that they are a universally loved profession? No, and I don't think the librarians would say that they are universally <laughs> loved. I don't they think librarians self-aware. themselves would say <laughs> yeah. we are beloved in our schools. No. No, no. Like maybe the teachers really like us. We have a good relationship with the principal, but... Maybe. The students don't. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I think I'm, I'm thinking glad about. I know you had thought the same thing. No, we could be thinking about this wrong, but I was sort of like, oh, yeah. I think it's like um, when, like, an old church, an old, like, woman that's like, that plays the piano at church, mm-hmm. like the 80 year old piano te- teacher at church, like, everyone loves her. That's like what you would say, right? Yes. And yes. I think they're trying to say the same thing about the librarian. I just never have heard that about librarians. Right. I think they're the just- librarian in The Music Man is fabulous. I think they might, yeah, they might just be incorrect or just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's totally they, rude. They could just be wrong. That's that's the only thing I can think. They're just wrong. I'm wrong all the time. I, I can say what's that. What's going on is that they might just be wrong. Yeah. Yes. 
first. So the reporter says that Chad hadn't wanted an autopsy of Tammy. Mm. He had also said, you know what? We don't need to know why. It's It was just her time to go. Come on. She was in her, like, 40s. What do you mean it was just her time? Are you crazy? It's wow. beyond. So they are now, since they're now looking at it, they exhume her body. Yeah. Which, again, is very rare, I feel like, on Dateline. But I feel like it's been happening more in episodes lately. It's very expensive. So I don't think they do it very often. Because the family probably is doesn't like it a lot of times. Absolutely. So we're not sure what they find in this autopsy of Tammy's body. I'm sure we're going to get an update episode, fingers crossed, when they get to that. So police are also looking. So they're looking at the missing kids, Tammy's death. All roads are leading back to Lori. Lori had mentioned to Tyla's aunt we also meet in this episode. Oh, that's right. We the meet- one with the short hair. Yeah, that's it's confusing. It's another confusing thing. It's another confusing phrasing, yeah, because it's like Tyla's aunt. But it's not the sister of Lori. It is the sister, is the sister obviously, of, of Joe. Of one of the husbands, Joe. Or one of the husbands. We don't know if Joe is her dad. Yeah, so she said, Lori had said to her, the apocalypse is just going to be so scary and horrible. Maybe I should just put the kids in the car and drive off a cliff. Why do you say that? Why do you say that to your daughter's aunt? Why do you say that to anybody? Yeah, what? Also, is that where you got the Grand Canyon from? Maybe. (laughs) That might have been it. It might have been subconscious. See, look, it's getting to me. It's in my soul. I'm thinking so about it. this is it. how people get into those cults. Yeah. This is how it happens. Oh, no. I'm, I'm You watch now. too many videos. Yeah, now I'm scared. Now I'm scared. But yeah, why do you say this, though? What a terrible thing to say. But she's... But It's, it's just a weird thing to say. It's, it's a weird thing to say, but... So they are starting to think either the apocalypse is going to be so scary, we should mm-hmm. put people out of their misery, or this world, this mortal coil that we are in mm-hmm. is so terrible and heaven is going to be so amazing, we right. should kill people so it'll get them to heaven faster. There's there's a lot of that sort of thinking. A in, lot of that. In yeah. this these, these communities of people that think like this. I'm not saying Mormons. Preppers. No, they call them preppers. Preppers. Yeah. So... But not the people on those shows, Doomsday Preppers. Those are different preppers. I'll get are they to not, that. Are they not religious? Not usually, no. Okay, so this is definitely a different, this is a religious prepper. Yeah. Okay. So she had told Charles that she was done with JJ. And what here's does that how, mean? I'm done. I'm over being his mom. I'm done. What the heck? It's too difficult. So this is how we know that she is done with JJ. She had tried to sell... JJ's service dog. Kill her. Kill kill her dead at this point. I can't. You sell a service dog because he won't need it anymore? Because what's happening? Thankfully, the trainer of the dog had seen the ad and Mm -hmm. had found out and went to go get the dog. And I did see some conflicting results on Twitter. So there were some articles that said that the ad that Lori had placed said the dog's owner had died. What? Yeah. She put that in the ad. At least that's what some of the articles said. How crazy is that? 
My and then God, there's girl. an article that says that the trainer, when the trainer went to the house to get the dog, he saw JJ there. So JJ was still alive at this point, and he could have been one of the last people to see him alive. Can someone get an interview with the trainer so we can get confirmation on that? He is in this one article, but it's and- one of these like small news, these online articles that, you know, you're like, I don't know how much that's true. Oh, gosh. I didn't really read it, but people on Twitter were arguing about it. So I just let them read the articles and then they tell me. Oh, that's good. I get my news fourth source. Okay, well. It's like a game of telephone. I'm sure I'm getting the gist of it. So, Oh, God. But the thing is, kills me is she doesn't even like let the dog out or drop the dog off on the other side of town. She tries to sell it for money. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was expensive. Mm Mm-hmm. And she didn't get any life insurance, so she needs to make money somehow. So Lori had told people that Tylee was at BYU. Guess what? She's not at BYU. No, she's not. If you thought she was at BYU, you have not been paying attention. The couple had even lied about these children's very existence. Chad had told people that Lori didn't have any children. And then there's a bunch of people who said that Lori had told people that Tylee had died two years earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the missionary friend that went that was friends with Chad thinks that they think death is a safe place to get away from the horrors of the real world. And he believes that they killed the children. He says, I want to believe that they're in a bunker and they're safe somewhere. But I think in all honesty, that's not what happened. Back in Arizona, police are looking into the death of Charles. Mm -hmm. Death number 18. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to kill 144,000 people themselves. There you go. That okay. kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, that makes a, more sense than what's happening here. There, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So million dollar policy on Charles. That's what Lori was going after with Charles. But when they separated, here's my one of my, not my OMG. What's the opposite? What's where I'm pulling my hair out? Charles did the yeah. right thing, the smart thing. When they separated, he changed his life insurance policy to go to his sister. Which is Kay. the smart thing. If she's saying you're going to die, right. like angels are going to come and dispose of your body. That's absolutely what you do. But I people but, don't always do the right thing. So no, I don't know. But he did half of the right thing because he made the switch. He didn't tell Lori this. Oh, that's right. That's the other part of it. You've got to tell you the other person. To make yeah. You have to either like say it really loudly on the phone with your lawyer, like fake right. it. Like, well, anyways, thanks for making those changes and cutting. Thanks, Jordan, for doing that for me. I know changing the insurance policy can be a real pain in the keister real loud yeah, yeah. <laughs> keister i think you have to say words like keister if you're in a if you're in like a sting type operation yes yeah. so he didn't tell her which is uh he was so close to doing the right thing but she really thought she was getting that money a million dollars oh and yeah just counted on it so she called the insurance company a day or two after charles died <sighs> and again respectable amount of time And she calls them to cash out and they're like, "Um, no, you're not getting anything. It's going to Kay's sister. So she is livid. She takes a picture of the insurance paper and sends it to Kay, to Charles's sister, and says, five kids and no money and you get everything. The sister gets everything. Like really nasty. She's a gem. She's a peach. Yeah, she is. Now all roads lead to Alex. 
They oh, also yeah. they before they all led to Lori, they also lead to Alex. Yeah. He is now a follower of Chad's group because Wasn't Chad's, he always? I, I don't know. I don't okay. think so. I think slowly Chad was, is getting everyone in Lori's family, like second cousins. He was everyone. just a yeah, he was just a follower of Lori. He would do whatever Laurie said. A sister follower. There we go. Bow, chicka, bow. And so he married another member of Chad's group. Married her? Yeah. Oh. Named Zumella. Zulema. Zulema. Nope. Nope. No, it's Zulema. Alex's wife, Zulema. So not Dilemma, but Zulema? Oh, come on. That's that's hard. It's Z-U- not Z-I, but very close. Yes. Okay. And I, maybe her t- catchphrase is, don't have a dilemma, come with Zulema. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Just maybe. throwing what it is, out there. What's her job? Well, I'll, I'll, like, we'll get to that in she's Twitter. She's like a massage therapist. How did you know that? Because I'm psychic. Go ahead. <laughs> so he marries Zulema. And April says that Zulema had... Lori had talked a lot about Zulema when she was living with her in Hawaii and said that Zulema had powers. <laughs> Specifically, she could control the elements, much like an X-Man. I don't, I think there are superheroes that can do that sort of thing. Um, but she if Zulema had magical powers, it couldn't stop what happened next. Bum, bum, bum. Alex. Lori's brother dies mysteriously. Maybe poisoning? Is we it? don't know. Okay. They're not releasing anything about him? Do we know they anything? They are doing an autopsy and the results okay. are not in yet. Maybe we'll get a second update episode when they have that information. What do you think? I think it's poison. But why? I think he knew too much. He was maybe having second thoughts about all these murders. He, had, he knew everything. He knew about all the murders. And he do had you, done a lot of them. Do you think that Zuema is on his team or she's the one? I think... Or she's on Team Lori and Chad? Okay, I think... Well, what if Alex was starting to get second thoughts and saying to um, his sister, um, I, you're really hot, sis, but I can't do this anymore. And she was like, Chad, what are we going to do? And Chad said, I have the perfect girl in my flock. We can marry him too. That'll make him happy. And... He won't turn us in or anything, but it didn't work. And so Zulema had to be part of the hit squad and poison him. Maybe. Doesn't it feel like an arranged marriage? Zuella and Uh, him? Zulema and Alex. Maybe. Yeah. By Chad, it feels like to me. And you think that, but you think that Alex was having second thoughts. I have no idea. I don't know why else... They would need to get rid of him. Yeah, why else would he need to be gotten rid of? Yeah, I don't know. So this is death number, I don't know, 27. Yeah. And, but where, so now the walls are closing in, but where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chad and Lori. They had vanished, as Keith says, like thieves in the night. Like Eddie. Like, much like Eddie, a ghost thief in the night. So Dateline had gotten a tip that they're in Hawaii because apparently I, a lot of money or they fly for free. They love those airline peanuts. Wow. Um, so they just have so many Delta points. Um, so mm-hmm. Keith goes to Hawaii. He's driving in a Jeep with the sunroof open 
and he's driving and talking to the camera. It's mounted. It's not normal B-roll of someone driving. He is actively talking to us and giving these Keith-isms as he's driving. It's like dangerous to throw that much Keith. This whole moment with Keith going to Hawaii is like, I've never seen anything like it before. Like full investigator Keith. Yeah. He's like, he also is self-referential. Did you notice that? He refers to like Dateline as an entity. Yes, he does. That whole monologue leading in Hawaii. It's like, they're here. (laughs) But they're hiding. On a picnic bench outside of the police department. He's kind of leaning. Yeah, he's like almost whispering. He's like, it's been confirmed. They're here. They're here. It's glorious. And then they have to remain undercover a little. What did he say? It's something about them being high profile. Yeah, he says, the police told us not to make ourselves known to Chad and Lori because word travels fast on the island. And we do sort of have a profile as Dateline. On Dateline, right. And I'm like, no, you're very recognizable as Keith Morrison is what's happening. Well, yeah. But he doesn't want to say it. That's a a big... You're on Dateline. Everyone's I saw that guy that Bill Hader does the impressions of with cameras. They better not say that. They better say his name. Say his name. Hashtag say his name. I am am going to make better assumptions about people and say that they know who he is. Mother effing Morrison. Needs to be in a disguise. I would like to have seen a scarf on his head, a la Thelma and Louise and large sunglasses. (laughs) Because he's not incognito in the Jeep. No, The Jeep is open air. We see what's happening. Yeah. But appropriate for Hawaii for a Hawaiian island to be right. Yeah, but I wonder chief. if every time he stopped at a light, people were like honking and like, Keith, what do you who died? What He's got doing? a camera. Yeah. <laughs> They're here, I'll take you by their house. Yeah. <laughs> so they get a tip that they are living in these townhouses by the mm-hmm. beach. They're hanging out in Hawaii. They're living their best lives. Man. They're hashtag blessed. Chad Barf. and Lori. Carefree. Barf. What's funny is they're not, they're so different than these doomsday preppers that are on this show where they are working so hard constantly. They are building shelters. They're finding food supplies. They are um, learning how to create electricity when the grid goes down. And Lori and Chad are supposed to be gathering 144,000 people. And they're just like going to the beach every day. So here's the here's the thing. So doomsday preppers are preparing for an apocalypse of some kind, right? They're yeah. preparing for a zombie apocalypse or an apocalypse, like an outbreak, like something that is going to crash society. Yes. They, Chad and Lori are preparing for something very different. They are preparing for the rapture, it sounds like. But they still have to be collecting all of these people. Correct. That's where they're going wrong. The is clock that, is ticking. Right. They've only collected maybe 2,000 at this point. Do we know that? Where's the collection? I mean, how many people are in Chad's little play group? Play pod, pod, what's it called? A podcast? It's called a podcast. Don't worry about that. That's a slight. Digital player? Um, Where are all these people? Did you look it up? How many of them are there? It can't be that big. It's not. I don't understand. I'm scared to know the actual number because I'll be like, that many people follow Chad. I'm scared too. Maybe we can get some of them to come over to us. Let's not. I don't want... (laughs) On our side. I think maybe they should stay where they are. My point is that it is going to be the rapture in July. 
And they are like gallivanting back and forth between states, like not seemingly doing their work. It's like when you're trying to get in shape for your high school reunion and you think you have all the time in the world. And then suddenly you wake up and it's two days away and you did not tone your upper arms. (laughs) And and that date is going to sneak up on them. So they better get packing. So Keith is saying as he's driving, he's like, we're going to try to find them because why wouldn't they want to talk to us and help us get the word out about their missing children? <laughs> and I was like, Keith, have you Keith. not been paying attention to your own story? He's been paying attention. He's just being Keith. So Keith say, Keith say, Keith say, Keith, Keith say, say um, so he's saying all this to the camera as he's driving. So sometimes he's talking to like this front camera and then there's like, a, there's there's hidden cameras, two cameras. And um, he's going back and forth. I just thought it'd be so much fun to be on a road trip with him. And he's doing these he's asides. So I know. Like we are driving past the world's largest ball of yarn. Oh. But we have quite a profile. It has <laughs> quite a profile too, that big ball of yarn. But- we're going to try to fly under the radar. Um, so then this reporter um, and his ginger nephew, they find out yeah. exactly where they're living, like the address. Oh, the yeah. police have not been seen, but Chad and Lori have been seen moving into this townhouse. Um, now, the police have not arrested anybody. They've they and even Keith is like, why haven't they arrested someone? They've only technically proved that they have been lying to the police, right. which is enough. So I thought, I guess not. So they order, the police order them to produce the children. Back in Idaho. The police in Idaho order them to. They say, you have five days to bring the children to us in Idaho. Correct. Like, get your butts out of Hawaii, come back here and deal with the children that are nowhere to be found. Right. You horrible parent. So um, Dateline finds out that the police in Hawaii have stopped Chad and Lori. and. They think they're being arrested. So Dateline rushes over there and filming. So exciting. You know that someone was like, go, get Keith, get Keith, like on a walkie. And it was very thrilling. Hold Keith in the car. Hold Keith in the car. Let's find out what's going on. Keith, we're on a hold. (laughs) Hang tight, buddy. We'll get you there. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) Buddy. uh, Yeah. You know it is. Come on. So they aren't arrested. Kind of BS. They are allowed to go free. They're just being served search warrants of their car and their property that they're living in. So Mm. they have to walk home, which is kind of funny. And the reporter, I did like that. And the local reporter is asking them questions and the ginger reporter is filming it. And he's like, where are your children? Why won't you produce your children? And then he says, there are people around the country praying for your children right now. And Lori says, that's great. Lori, I'm about to... I'm upset. That's really bad. Yeah. That's great. Punch. They have a lot of cash on them. And reporters think they were probably going to flee again. Yeah. So then Dateline tells us that there are some online support groups saying things like, anything can be twisted by Satan and his minions to the destruction of all involved. And things like, if they want to kill the Christians, LDS, etc., they will separate us and hunt us one by one. Oh, God. The internet is a scary place. It's not even Linda. It's no. Rebecca. Rebecca. 
Get off the internet. <laughs> so these supporters think, well, they haven't been arrested, so obviously they've done nothing wrong. That's the proof. The proof that they haven't been arrested yet. Did, is that how you think it works? Where's the internet group? Are you following along what's going on in the world today? Innocence no. and being arrested, that doesn't, they don't always go along. Like, that doesn't even yeah. seem to matter anymore. I had this argument with my mom last night. Correct. You're correct. So um, the next day, Chad and Lori have switched hotels and they are planning to fly to Mexico. How do they find that out? A tipster. Ah, what tipster? The airline? Who? <laughs> I the don't concierge? Know. Well, I don't know. Okay. But yeah. I do know that Mexico called and they don't want you. <laughs> yeah. You can't come here. No, thank you. No, no gracias. Yes, no gracias. Adios. Um, they do love the warm weather, I will say. They Yeah, they like to be they like to be in a tropical climate. That's yeah. for sure. I will also say that Lori might want to invest in some higher SPF because I thought her shoulders were looking a little that's what's gonna age you is the skin the sun damage. I'm totally good with that. I think she could stand to have some aging. Don't you want to look your best for the second coming of Christ? You want your skin to look its best. Get no. a chemical peel or something. Oh, my so- God. There are over 90,000 people missing at any time, and over half a million are reported missing every year. And that's just in the United States. I'm Mike Morford. And I'm Jess Betancourt. And in our podcast, Missing Persons, we discuss cases of people who have gone missing under mysterious circumstances. And we're joined in each episode by guests who are either related to the missing person, investigating their disappearance, or advocating for answers in the case. Missing Persons is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and there are dozens of episodes to binge on right now. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. Dateline stakes out the front and the back of the hotel, which you know is fun for them. Oh, yeah. You know they're having fun. And they catch them. And Lori looks annoyed when she sees them, but Chad kind of smiles. Very strange. Um, he, there's Dateline saying, where are you headed to? And Lori says, no comment. And Is it Dateline? Is it Dateline saying It's it? Dateline, but it's not um, Keith. Oh, okay. It's the Dateline crew, but it's not Keith. Um, mm. It's like a producer. And okay. Lori says, no comment, but she's smiling now. Now she's yeah. smiling. It's very, very weird. And they're barely carrying anything, just like beach bags. And she's wearing a bathing suit underneath. I thought they were fleeing to Mexico. Maybe they did not. They packed light. I don't know. Packed really light. So on no, they, the, they're just going to the beach. But they were supposed to go to Mexico that day. So maybe I later. Inf- I think the informant is wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Tipster. Wrong. Yeah, thanks, Tipster, but no. So on the day when Lori is supposed to produce the kids to the courthouse, which is a couple days after this, um, in Rexburg, shocker, she doesn't mm-hmm. show up. Yeah. Which is very sad because, um, like, JJ's family, they were all there. They were hoping to see the kids. I they know. Kn- they had to believe that it wasn't really going to happen, but they kind of were hoping. They were just hoping, and that's yeah. sad because they just— you hope and then nothing. Yeah. So three days later, Chad and Lori are attending a church in Hawaii. And God. they are saying, April heard about this from all her church friends. They are saying things like, there's media hype around us now, but it's going to die down. Like they're celebrities or something. Like the paparazzi will go away once this Marvel movie I'm in comes out. Then it'll die down. Like they're I, enjoying I know this. What they, I want to know what they said so bad. They're enjoying so, this. So, so badly. What do you mean? I mean, I want to know exactly what they said. I want a transcript of what they said at the church. 
I think it was literally. There's a lot of media hype about us. Did right they now. get up and like make a speech? Is that how I that happened? Like they like they asked the pastor. They were like, "Excuse me, hi, we're Lori I know and we're Chad." New here. <laughs> I used to go to this church a long time ago with two other of my husbands, but <laughs> yeah, times change. This wow. Same pastor, new Lori. Anyways, I'm yep. so glad to see so many familiar faces. Um, exactly. So I brought a casserole for everyone. Yeah. Um, so they release a public statement saying they will address the allegations once they have moved beyond speculation and rumor. So that's just lawyer talk. You know how to get them to move beyond speculation and rumor is to address the allegations. Tell them where your Produce kids are. Produce the children. Where are your kids? Yeah. So, um, are they trying to stall until July 22nd? I'm not kidding. Is that no, what's I, happening? No, I saw here? a lot of people think that too. Okay. Yeah. They're like, they're, yeah, just trying to stall. They're just playing games at this point. Um, so the reporter that we like mm-hmm. gets, uh, is back in Idaho. He gets a tip, and this killed me because he's in church. He gets yeah. a tip on his phone. He steps out to make the call and gets this tip because earlier in the episode, when he had gotten f- the first tip about this whole case, he He's was on his church? way to his um, daughter's Christmas carol recital. Oh, that's right. So it's like this case keeps taking him out of his family obligations. But that's okay. He is dedicated to his job. So he gets a tip that Lori rented a storage unit the week after the kids vanished. Yeah, that's a and good tip. He's like, this storage facility is like less than two miles from her house. And the younger reporter goes, a mile and a half. Like, really excited, wanting to chime in. It Again, was so cute. it's you and me. So, it's so yeah. cute. So the storage guy, the guy who owns the storage facility, had written out every time she came, what time she left, what car she was driving, if she was alone. Like, he needs to join our detective agency. He's on the ball. He's on top of it. Why does he do that, though? Does he? Because of all the press. But she rented it in October. Has Oh, because the the press had already already started then. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I think the press had already started. So, or, well, he doesn't start doing it right when she rents it. I think he does it like, oh, maybe he does do it right when she rents it. Because that's a little bit creepier. Then that tur- then that turns it into something yeah. else. Then you're sort of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What uh, now? Okay. Yeah. Why why are you writing down these times and taking the security footage and looking at it in your home? Let's not, you a- let's not ask those questions. <laughs> let's not ask those questions. So it is all on security footage. She comes to the storage unit alone and um with Alex, her brother, in Alex's car. Mm-hmm. Um Alex comes by himself like five different times. Alex yeah. comes with a guy that they think is Chad at least one time. Yeah. And in some of these trips, they're carrying these big, heavy totes. Right. They'll put them into the storage unit. And then the next day they come and they remove the totes. So what's Just, going on? I think there are bodies in those totes. Mm-mm. No. How many times are they doing that? At least a few. Because there were bodies in the totes, they do it like four times. One time in for one, one time out. One time in for the other, one time out. But if they're doing it many, many times, I more thought that the children were living in the storage unit and they're bringing them food and taking away jugs of urine and empty food. They made it, the way you see him carrying it on the camera is like it weighs over 100 pounds. 
Like, it's really heavy. Well, that's just creepy. So how long of a period of time were they coming there? A month? Yeah. So um, the whole time the kids were missing. So people on Twitter were saying, why haven't police brought in cadaver dogs to, to smell at the facility to see what was going on in that storage unit? Yeah. Um, it's over, sorry, it's over like a three-week period, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, one day Alex and Chad are putting a child's bike in the unit. Um, and then one time Lori returns with Chad But by the present time, Lori had stopped paying her bills on the storage unit and had forfeited the unit, which is like on storage wars, which Mm. is so weird because wouldn't you be worried there was evidence or something in there? You just don't care. So Keith goes with the reporter to the Mm. storage unit and the heavy bins are all gone, but there's kids' bikes and a scooter and a photo album of JJ's baby pictures Because, of course, she just left it there to be forfeited. Didn't care. There's a blanket that's made with photos of JJ on it. It's like, as one of the relatives says, it's stuff that, or it's um, Charles's first wife says, it's stuff that you would save in a fire, not stuff that you would abandon in a storage facility and never claim. Um, And also the the scrapbooks are very well done. Like, I don't or know if Lori they? did them, but they looked well, very... Well, no, she was a great mom she for was a long a time. crafty. She did a good... She did it. I will give her props on the scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. So now we get finally an update, uh, which this is how the episode ends right now. People online, very upset. Very upset that Dateline will put this episode out without any resolution. People were also very upset because people online seem to think that Dateline is the police. And can arrest people? Why can't Dateline just go and arrest them? Well, if I it's complicated. Hundreds of people, Katie, said no, the exact same thing. Why can't you just go get arrest these people? Keith, why did it end like this? You could just if you're there, blah blah blah, and get these people. Like Who hundreds of people. I'm gonna need Twitter handles. The Keith is not the police. Who Dateline is just reporting on the situation and drawing attention to the fact that they have not been arrested. They can't what actually in the world? go and show them, like, Mankiewicz can just pull a badge out of his, like, with his hanky. He just pulls a badge out and he's like, You're under arrest, see? Josh, Josh Mankiewicz here. Um, it, what? So, yeah, people very confused. And then people wow. would get defensive and be like, I feel like I have to keep saying this, but Dateline, not the police. They are just reporting on a story and because people were angry, like, why isn't there resolution? How could that horrible, horrible woman like so accusatory towards Keith? And I'm like, Keith doesn't have anything to do with it. You back off, sir, right now, sir and ma'am. I am upset. No. So Dateline on. So Dateline, um, a lot of people then thought they did. They put it out to kind of put public pressure on. I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah. If that's what they did, it was a brilliant move. Correct. And it, it worked. Because Correct. So Friday, I guess, yeah, we think yeah. it happened. Um, Lori was arrested in Hawaii. I think Dateline should take full credit for it. And they Absolutely. kind of are. Because it they was now, Keith. It was Keith. They, um, they updated this last update to the final part of the one that's online. And they, he says... 
less than a week after Dateline's episode, which I thought was a little bit of like, yeah, we did that. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Um, police arrest Lori in Hawaii. She's facing charges. Oh, they say something like they're taking a new picture of Lori, a mugshot. Yes. um, He says that she's facing charges of desertion of children. Yeah. And a few other things, including disobedience of court orders from when she didn't appear with the children. But this is all just, I think, the beginning. And it can snowball because now they can really investigate and maybe charge them with more things. So Mm. the bail is set at $5 million, which is insane, but so smart because if anyone's a flight risk, it's this woman who's literally been flying back and forth across the country and was about to maybe fly to Mexico. We're unsure if that was true, but she's a flight risk. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Chad, not arrested. Chad, still out there. Well, because they're still waiting for the autopsy on her to come back after the body was exhumed. Or we don't know the results of what happened. They won't tell us. Yeah. That's the only bummer about all this kind of a case is that a lot of it still sealed the information. So Mm -hmm. we're we're just not going to know certain things. I'm sure a lot more will come out, but I really want to know. I guarantee, I think there'll be an update episode, if not by the end of this year, then by next year. By the beginning of next year, by like fall, by fall of this coming season. And if Jose Bias comes in to defend her, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, God. I'm he not might. kidding. He might. It's a huge case, right? I'm going to lose yeah. my mind. He might. Oh, God. Biggest biggest challenge of his career. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to talk about your outside info, milady? I will say the one thing that I found interesting was the son that we never hear about. The one I talked about at the beginning. He has YouTube videos to his mom. Like um, say what saying like dedicated to her? Kind of, like, basically trying to convince her to come forward. Like, what's going on? What's going on? Where are they? Where is Tylee and JJ? And definitely talking about them in present tense. Because that is something that they do at the end of the the original episode. Yeah, that was my precious moments. Yeah. You want to tell it? You tell it. You tell it, Sad. The grandparents of JJ. She sort of turns to, Kay turns to Larry and says, why do you keep talking about him in past tense? And it's a little she's bit like, rough. She's kind of like teasing him, but it's just really sad. And Keith is just watching them interact like he's going to cry. It's just. It's it's rough. It's and then brutal. they have a press conference that's very, very hard to watch. Mm. It's very sad, but very sweet. Um, but they are very focused on JJ. And I did feel bad for um, Tylee. For Tylee. Yeah, a little bit. Well, that aunt seems to be involved. She that just aunt maybe, is super yeah. dedicated to Tylee, and I thought that was well done on Dateline's part to have her as the counterpart to them yeah. was mm-hmm. great to see. Yeah. Although we did get a lot of interviews in this, I felt like they were important. So yeah. it was it was good. It was yeah. well done. Um, and then the life insurance payout. You the only that. person that got lost in the mix really is um, Echo. Oh, Echo yeah, she's, with the sea she's one and done. Yep. No, yeah. She's Everybody on and Everybody else was was lasted for a little bit longer. Um, what about the life insurance exactly? So he got half a million? 430. They said a little more than 430,000. 400, yeah, 400, $430,000. Do we know if Lori had gotten any from her previous I don't husband, know Joe, who died of an I apparent assume, heart attack? Yes, but I would more assume that the children would, that, that, that he would have set up a trust for... Tylee and JJ. No, because JJ wasn't with him. 
Right, Ty Lee and Ty the Lee. older. So one. my question was, why didn't Charles leave any money to the to JJ? At least, if not Ty Lee. I think I he think, left it to Kay to go to JJ. I think 100%. I think he yeah. didn't. I think if he left it to JJ, it would have been managed by Lori, and he didn't trust Lori did to be in charge Lori of anything. At all. Right. So he put it in charge of his sister. So the biggest question I have in all of this is that Chad has five children of his own. Where are those children? So a ton of people on Twitter are wondering the same thing. Dateline said that most of them are over 18 and they're living on their own. So where's the ones that aren't? Um, I'm not sure. I think they might have all been over 18, but there might have been, I don't know, one or two that were with relatives. But they also said that they keep saying that his children fully support him. Yeah. And I'm like, do can do we they? hear from one of them? Yeah, do they? Are they mad that you're saying that? Are you <laughs> right, sure exactly. they do? Are they are watching they, this right now, screaming at the alive? TV? Have right. we done wellness checks on all his children? Seriously, can I'm we get a kidding. head count? Can we get a head count, yeah, guys? please. Yeah. Oh, my God. My kingdom for a head count. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's blow really quick through uh, what else we have. Okay. What? B-roll bonanza? Yeah. Um, there's a photo of Tylee and JJ, and it is a loose photo, yeah. and it is floating under the water with oh sand. And mm-hmm. Cindy Boxer tweeted, this is why Kimberly says you should keep your photo albums in frames so they don't get washed out to sea. <laughs> I was so Oh my happy. goodness. That's great. Good job, Cindy. Um, and then there's uh, the hot blonde mom, April, walking by the water for a romantic stroll with Keith. Um Oh, yeah, Keith wearing, on the beach was good. He's wearing his Converse and jeans. Sure. Because he's Keith. Anything else very important? Very important. There's one on one of the the cameras, the the um cop cameras, they walk into Lori and Charles's house and you see Lo- Charles's body on the floor. It's kind of blurred out. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But like it's a full body. Yeah, that's rough. Also, and there's nothing in the house. I was just going to say that, but I'll get to that on Twitter. Um, and also, um, why? where the baseball bat? Really? The baseball bat's out, but you don't have a couch? Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> different strokes. Uh, did you did you think about also the grandparents that we get to talk to, Kay and Larry? They didn't say this, but they just must feel horrible because they gave up. I didn't really think about that. They really thought they were giving him the best They also life. did. They were. And they were, and I want them to know that. Because yeah. I don't want them to ever feel like if we hadn't given him up. But you right. know what? No, you do what you need to do. And he was. These two people are younger or whatever. Like, you don't know. They had more They had more capability to take care of him at that time. And you did not know she was going to go. She was a different person. She was not like this back then. She had been married four times. But she was like a nice person at and that time. And a good time. mom. A good and a mom. good mom. So, yeah. 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 Um, titles? Yeah. What do you get? Um, Doug's Dilemma. Yeah. Um, Doug? Yeah, Doug. Doug's Doug? Dilemma. That was the name of one of his books. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, Hit Me With a Fire Hose. Um, mm-hmm. Something about, like, come to Rexburg, Idaho, his kingdom come. His kingdom come to Rexburg, Idaho. Something that would be like a catchphrase for Rexburg, Idaho. Come here, summer of 2020. It's all happening in Rexburg, Idaho. There we go. Summer 2020. Or how about summer 2020, a day of Rexening is coming. There you go. 
There you go. That's good. That's okay. good. And then um, apocalypse this summer. There we go. Instead of apocalypse now. Exactly. <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> um, what about just preparing a people? Preparing a people. That's the thing. Um, alarm day bells are ringing. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And then for whom the day bell tolls. Yes. Great. That's what we got. All right. Very Let's good. Get to Twitter. Who I'm a fan. Um, okay. Steve Walters says that reporter looks like he brought his kid to work. Uh, That's Life says, now I'm thinking that reporter looks about 14. And Stacey Ford says, this story has aged him. Oh, like wow. He, he, they thought he looked younger at the beginning. Oh, no. Oh, God. Then he started to look older. Um, Oh, Tammy Tam said, I'm pretty sure they can get Dog the Bounty Hunter to catch them in Hawaii. Several people pointed out Dog the Bounty Hunter. That's his stomping ground. Didn't he get arrested? Sorry. So, I don't... Sometimes, but he's, I think, that's, he's, he's fine now, though, I think. Once in a while. Yeah. Uh, a Lone bit, Star Deputy 2 said that, knew it, Hawaii for three weeks, a Jeep, an expense account. Had to be Keith Morrison. Josh gets Topeka in February. And, and Josh wrote, you called it. <laughs> and hey, Keith, Josh has been to paradise. And Keith wrote, if he's lucky. Oh. Yeah. Sassy That's pants. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Kate Powell says, jeans and shoes on the beach in Hawaii. And Keith wrote, right? So lame. Oh, my gosh. I know. He was very active on Twitter. It was very it. delightful. It's a, yeah. it's a really big case. Yeah. Um, what does that have to do? Oh, well, because that's why he was on it. Because it was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's a little more active because it's like current and it's happening and we don't know and there's so many questions so he's probably like just really involved with it you know yeah um redheaded scott does anyone else think Lori was straight up boinking her own brother yes yeah, um, really does. yeah. oh obey there oop oh there goes gravity i got the flowers in the attic vibe thank you mm-hmm. not just me dana sand said this story is so crazy dateline could reveal that the niece is really the love child of Lori and her brother alex and i'd just be like okay did anybody um, want to hear you recap Flowers in the Attic for a Patreon episode? Did anyone get back to us on that? Is that, is that a big fat did no? Did I already do that? Like a little bit. Oh, I maybe I you did. I basically did it. But I really wanted like an in-depth, like a oh, blow by blow. I could do that. I know you could. So we only got Friend like, they got, a, they got a snippet. Did anyone okay. say anything about um, the end of last episode also? The, the, hidden, the hidden track? I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, it is I don't know me, what it was. It is me scolding you about mascara. Oh, no one said anything. No one's oh. obviously listening. Guys, are you listening to the very end? I think maybe also. Do you want to hear also, Katie yelling at me? I think that maybe people tuned out last episode because I was so crabby and negative about um, our friend. Sorry, guys. Our friend? Our friend, our friend Tina slash Tanya slash <laughs> Tamal. No. I was not nice. And people did really like us doing that thing, by the way. Oh, but I do apologize. I do apologize for the negativity. It's not I, nor it's not usual for me to react in such a way. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, apologize. I don't I really think feel like you have anything to apologize for. Well, Kristen, of course you don't. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Kristen Nutter says, if Lori's supposed to be gathering up the forty four thousand by July twenty second, she better get off the beach and get to work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff Modzaluski, I said it right that time, Jeff. Oh my gosh, you we did. We will see you in CrimeCon, my friend. Hi. 
okay, if everyone not in the 144,000 is going to die, why murder them? Can't they wait for just a few months? Alex must have just like, Alex must have said, I want $100,000 or I'm going to talk. I don't know. Right? Like, what does it matter? If either they're going to die or you're going to get taken to heaven, one of the two or maybe both are going to happen. You know, you know something that I said, I told my mom this, that what I really wanted. I know, I don't get it. What I really needed from this episode was, I feel like there's a lot of questions that can only be answered by an ex-cult member. I would like to speak to somebody who was a part of preparing the people, preparing a people, like who had left since left that group. Yeah. Well, if anyone's out there. Yeah. Or I mean, but is it just like five of them? Like, is it literally just Zuela? It's not Zuela. Whatever her name is. Zulima. Zulima. Is it Zuma and Lori and Chad and maybe it was Alex and maybe there's like two other people? Or was it like 20,000 people? I don't know. Or is it like 20,000 people that are all in a bunker in Montana? Hit us up if you are and you happen to listen to podcasts. Yeah, let us know how many. Let us know how many, how big of a following was his podcast? Did he have a better help sponsorship? Um, He better not have. (laughs) Because that's wrong. Because I will be, I want to know who his sponsors were. Did he get were. a Fit Fab Fun Box sponsorship? I'm going to be furious. Did he get <laughs> Casper Mattress? I'm going to be mad. Okay, wait, hold up. We also, if by any chance her son listens to this, Lori's son, please reach out to us. Oh, if yeah. If by any strange chance. Yeah. Because I am so sorry for you, man. And holy crap. You know what? We just heard from one of my favorite people in one of these episodes. So I'm... I, it's not what? the strangest thing. What? Samantha, my favorite girl who has like the soft voice and I think she should do ASMR. And her, she was in either Fallen or Twisted Faith. Can never remember which one. And her mom was dating the pastor who yes. already had a yes, wife yes, that yes, died. Yes, yes, yes. It's so sad. And she her, reached out to us? Yeah, she loved she our say? episode. She thought it was so funny. And um, she just, she really liked, she was really sweet. So yeah. Send her hi, a broken mug. Hi, Samantha. I'll hi, Samantha. Wait, um, what is the problem? I need to come over and show you how to pack mugs. I'm good at packing mugs. Yeah. Maybe okay. I should just do it, except no. Okay, go ahead. So uh, that that's life idea. says, that's life says, Charles is a demon. Lori is a goddess. April is one of the 14, 400, 144,000. This is easier if you're drinking. Um, <laughs> if I could have gotten that out better. Um, Denise oh. Rainey said, um, oh, that... She watched the new Dateline that they uploaded and the Friday night version and that the changes seem to be some swapping of some still photos. And also they removed the podcast audio. So there was some podcast audio of Lori and Chad that they, Uh. I guess, had to take out maybe for legality reasons. So if anyone heard it um, or if it's on their DVR, no, you can't just send it to us DM like did you listen to the Dateline podcast of this? Is it on the Dateline podcast when it's just the audio? That's a good question, but I think it's probably would have been taken out of that too. Poop. Um, okay. Because the Dateline podcast doesn't come out for a few days after the episode, so they probably took it out of that too. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> Kai Demi says, April was like, Biatch, I'm not being gathered, okay? That's amazing. <laughs> but she said the actual B word instead of the way I said it. Okay. Um, Dateline producer says, you may notice the house is sparsely furnished. Okay. So this is the question of when we see the body. 
at um, when Charles is murdered mm-hmm. and it's sparsely furnished. Lori had only lived in that house three weeks at this point. But also, get ready, sources tell us that Lori loves to dance. And in this home and previous homes, she set aside a room for dancing. For some reason, it irritates me more that Lori liked to dance. I find that mildly It annoys me that she had enough room in her houses that she could set aside a room for dancing with hardwood floors. Yeah, I'm mad about that. Jeff Modzaluski said, in all fairness, who doesn't? Oh. (laughs) Thought that was funny. Um, uh, He's out of my life, says, if Lori is right, she she alone is keeping those angels really, really busy. Oh, yeah. The ones that dispose of all the bodies. The ones that come in in the suits, yep. They're like, Lori, can we get a break on this? Because Michael I, and Gabriel. I yep. haven't seen Michael and Gabriel. I haven't seen my kids in two weeks because I've been cleaning up your messes. My wife says like, she never sees me anymore. We have um, other stuff to do, Lori. <laughs> we are busy. We're a little busy. Um, Michelle Bond, Eddie? How is there, when has there ever even been a ghost named Eddie? How do you even have oh. fear over a ghost named Eddie? I don't think they were afeared. I think they were fine. I think they were just annoyed because their backhoe was going to get stolen. Also, I don't like thinking about the backhoe at the cemetery. Does anyone? <laughs> we don't like thinking. That's like thinking about the shovel. No, that's not. Um, Maggie Simic Leahy says, can't wait for the second coming of Christ in July in Rexburg, Idaho. I think there should be a date with Dateline meetup there as we are clearly part of the 144,000 who are going to be saved, right? Oh, my God. If anybody wants to pay to fly us to Idaho for that, I'll do it. <laughs> you go. I would love to go to Idaho. Do you see how pretty that B-roll was of Idaho? Gorgeous. So I know. Gorgeous. I thought you were going to mention it. It's so pretty. Well, yeah. the Hawaii footage was beautiful, too. I mean, just different ways. It but... was, but for some reason, the Idaho stuff, because it was all icy and sort of snowy, and it's they kept showing snowy. these bridges of Idaho County. It won't be Idaho like that County. in July, though, unless the apocalypse is very cold. You're not planning on going anywhere in July. You're staying in central AC. Yeah, you're right. Good call. Yeah. Um, Bodhi1983 said, holy crap, that dude that runs the storage unit is a better detective than the Rexburg Police Department. Oh, no, but that storage unit, well, we, okay, now let's, we don't know now. He could be a creeper, we've decided. We Depending don't on know. what date he started writing I down need, her I'm comings need to and goings. I'm going to know the date of the comings and going. Uh, but I think that also, no, I think that we're misinterpreting it. Actually, I think that he wrote down based on the video. So I think he's seeing the video and like went through after she became famous and marked every time he saw her. I think he watched all the tapes. Wow. He's not a creeper. That's intense. Any that is so he still is a very de- he intense. Is a de- he is a detective. Yeah. Good job. What's his name? Bodie Lawrence? 1983. No, this, that's not the guy's oh, name. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know the, the detective guy. Sure. Lawrence? Eric. Yeah, Eric down at the storage unit. Yeah, that sounds right. Could be that. Um, um, David slash Darwin, sign number one that you're in a cult. Your leader says, let us gather for the end times in Rexburg. Well, they keep saying they're not a cult. I did read a bunch of stuff on like denying they were a cult. And I'm like, well, you're talking about a gathering. I, you're either a Satanist or a cult. So take your pick. <laughs> Bodhi1983, who was clearly my superstar oh, this on week. Fi- on fire. Um, if your name is Zulema, you damn well better have magical powers. Yeah, you damn well. <laughs> and it better be the first, last, and only name you have. I don't want to hear a last name. I don't want to hear Zumella Johnson. That's <laughs> yeah. going to ruin it. Um, and Layla says, 
I must say that was the weirdest dateline I have ever watched, and I have been here since the beginning. I would be hard-pressed to explain this story to somebody. Well, that's what I had to do. Oh, my God. And you did it so well. I seriously, I want to send you a present. What would you like? (laughs) A cupcake? An edible I want to finish this podcast so I can turn on my fan because it's boiling hot in here. Oh, sorry. Okay, let's finish it up. Um, Quick shout out to Angela. Hi, Angela. Thanks for listening. Who's Angela? A friend. Oh, Angela. Hi. Another friend? I thought I was your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thank you for following us. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Diablendical and Instagram and soon to be on Twitter. Date Dateline for the rest of them. And uh, for the real one, for the one, if you want to talk to Kimberly about Dateline, that's the ones to go to. If you want to talk to me about stuff to put on your face, go to Diablendical. What if they want to talk to you about Dateline? Oh, they can talk to me about that, too. I have lots of opinions. Or you only respond if it's about makeup. No, no. I have lots of opinions that I cut out of the episodes. Just ask me. Yeah. Everyone, please give Kimberly a round of applause for how amazing this recap was, because she seriously is a champion of champions. Thank you. And this was hard. Thank you. We had every intention of doing this episode. We were just kind of like, there's going to be one that's too sad or et cetera. It just happened really fast. It happened really fast. And we also, as soon as we saw that there was an update in this case, we we knew we needed to cover it quick. So we're here. It's done. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um, So consider becoming our Patreon community. Any support at any level. We have ones at $2 and they help us do these weekly episodes for free. So thank you. If you know a Patreon, thank them for for yourselves and for your friends. And please consider if you're going to decide to do CrimeCon this year, use our code. You get 10% off. 10% off. And the code (laughs) is date dateline 20. The code is Kimberly and Katie 20. No. The code is CrimeCon 20. No, that would be applicable to any podcast. Dateline 20. No. How close am I? 20's right, right? 2020. It's, it, now I can't even remember. Oh my gosh. Date 20. Date 2020. No, it's date 2020, I think. Or it's date 20. I don't know. You've confused me too much. Now I don't even remember at this point. It's date 2020 and you get 10% off. And also if you're thinking like you don't want to go by yourself, um, really don't be afraid to go by yourself because some other listener is going to be there um, and they're cool people. They're really fun to hang out with. You can go to panels with them and hang out with them. So, and we'll be there too. So just come. It'll be so fun. There is lots to do. And sometimes it's nice just to be by yourself. there's so much to do. Stay in a hotel room. Take a long bath. If get you away like from baths. your family. Get away yeah. from your children. And oh. come. But I'm not, sure they're but great. Not like where are the children? Get away no. from your children. Like I'm sorry. Just, and just like hire a babysitter. And, and before come. we end, where are the children? <laughs> um, and don't watch alone. Watch with the other one hundred and forty-three nine hundred ninety-nine people that are surviving with you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Um, and Dateline producer said Alex's wife, Zulema, advertised herself on a website as a cuddling professional and touch expert. And Trans Yeti said, we're going to need a full episode on just that. Are you looking her up now? Mm-mm. You clearly are. Zumella and is it Zulema or Zumella? Zulema.
Well, it has Zumella and Cuddle in it, so hold on. Zulema. Why are you looking up her website? Why Why didn't you? Because I was too busy doing Twitter. Yeah, you were busy. So hold on. <laughs> let me let me just do this for you real quick. Oh, man, I don't... Zu oh, my goodness. See what Zulema Orantes has discovered on Pinterest. <laughs> I don't think that's her. But there's this whole site She's called... She's a cuddling professional and touch expert. This says connection through touch. Book a therapeutic one-on-one, one-to-one cuddle session through Nordic Cuddle. Sessions start from 65... Nordic Cuddle. 65 pounds. So I don't think that we're here, but I think you're going to get cuddled by a really attractive person from the Netherlands. Oh, how much is 65 oh. pounds in Norway? No, 65 pounds. I mean, in your, like in Europe. So I think that you are practitioners. Is Show that like $65 here-ish? I don't know the we conversion We have Vanessa, Morella, Hannah, Marta, Christina, with two eyes, Hassan. Oh, Hassan has a full mouth of braces. He has a full mouth. Hold on. You need but to see Hassan. But this isn't Zulema. No, but it's important that you see Hassan. I thought we were running late. It's not we important are. Can you see that him? I see him. Yeah, I really Look don't want to face. picture him cuddling me at Meaty. all. Johnny. He should not be cuddling anyone. Rebecca with K's. Linda. No, don't get a cuddle from Linda. Okay. Can you see Douglas? <laughs> Douglas. Yeah, Douglas. I like Douglas. <laughs> do you? I, I practice do. in London, but upon request, I can provide sessions anywhere in the UK at an additional travel cost, providing that prior notice is given and a booking is made. He looks... I'm a trained cuddle Hipster. therapist, and my goal is to make you feel as relaxed as possible, no matter where you are in life. I like oh. it. He does. Oh, he's good. He's a sensual healer. Sensual. Is okay, this I, all going in the episode? I need to. No, this is definitely extra. <laughs> I need to read through this whole thing, because this is fascinating. Have you done cuddle, cuddle Have you experting? never heard of these cuddle things? I, no, I thought it was like a code for sexy time. Oh, here's Simon. There's like things called cuddle parties. Have you heard of cuddle parties? No, no, that's an orgy. That's no, not a real thing. It's a real thing. It's no, people, strangers, and you can book like sessions with people. I've seen it on TV. I've seen it on like those weird MTV shows. People are like the cuddlists. And then there's cuddle parties, which are just a bunch of people no, that get I'm... together to cuddle in their pajamas. It's I... not sexual. And if you're weird, you get asked to leave. It's just cuddling. Have you done it? No, but it's been big. They even talk about it on King of the Hill once. Okay. Would you go to a cuddle expert named Kathy? No. Even if she was British? Maybe. Okay. Because Kathy has been part of the UK's longest running cuddle... I don't cuddle... want to be... Nothing against a Kathy. I just don't want to be cuddled. Cuddle by workshop. anyone. The, she has nine years of group cuddle experience and is now oh, offering one-to-one one sessions. Group cuddling. She seems very well qualified. She has a mindful... Kathy, maybe. Mindful approach to cuddling in the here and now. 20 years experience of health, well-being, and holistic living. Kathy brings a unique personalized, personalized with an S, and tailor-made cuddle session to each cuddle. Um, she is a, sorry, professional cuddler, and ID will be required. That's all. Press on. ID will be required, of course. That's what it says. That's, that's literally that's on her important. thing. You need, you're going to need to bring your ID. 
okay. to prove that you're a person and not a ghost named Eddie. <laughs> okay, back to Twitter? Yeah, sorry.